No, I listen to it all the time. I tell all my friends to smack it raw. Podcast contains mature content. The views and opinions expressed by the coast are not necessarily those of the host. Listener discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Smackin' Raw podcast episode 156. I am your host, the Warden Mad Ritter, and I am back as always with my co host, Sir Cusselot, Travis Pointer, aka the Dragon King, aka Big T, aka Sweet T, aka T Money, aka Black Merlin, aka the HNIC, and the unofficial third member of the Smackin' Raw podcast at this point. Now that I'm the unofficial fourth member of the Smacked Raw NXT podcast, my boy, Travis's friend, Vince Delgado. What's going on, man? Hey, how's it going, man? Thank you guys for having me back on the show. I'm surprised to even be back considering how many times uh, Travis muted me last time I was on here. But nonetheless, I'm glad to be back. Well, we didn't really have a choice because neither of us got to watch SmackDown. And (laughs) you're now our first, like, go-to, especially because I helped you out Wednesday night. So it's like you owed me one. I was like... I got, I, I'll grab Vince. I didn't even know if I was going to make it. I'm mm-hmm. glad I made it. I didn't see any of SmackDown. Travis didn't see any of SmackDown. So that's why you're here. You're our SmackDown expert this week. Cool. I should have worn blue for the occasion then. You absolutely should have. <laughs> I like to think of Vince as, you know, that stepson I never really wanted. <laughs> I feel like that's a fair description because you didn't want this relationship or friendship, but Matt kind of forced he, it. He, just, on he forced you. it on me. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. And just like everything I force on Travis, in the end, through his reluctance, he knows it's for the best. So yeah, just like NXT, uh, he didn't want to admit this, but last uh, last week on the podcast or two weeks ago when I was on here, he admitted to NXT being the best weekly oh. wrestling show. Vince. He gave you props for it. Granted, he I, was drunk, but he I gave you props. Any of <laughs> Regardless of whether I host or not, I listen to this show every week. And I definitely listen to you, TC from the Young Kings podcast, and Travis. And that show was a <laughs> fucking travesty without me here to run the ship. Honestly, left- I heard nothing but great reviews from it. So maybe we need a train wreck here and there. We Oh, we do. Uh, <laughs> if I can get Travis to sing more uh, 90s TV show theme songs... <laughs> that was out of left field that was completely out of left field it was all right so what can i say i provide um, entertainment people that's what i do since we brought up tc um of course we want to plug the young kings tc and the black lives matter shirts that tc has for sale it is my pin tweet oh vince is gonna be right back oh, oh, i think oh. he's bought one so he's gonna show that off for you, those of you Watching the video feed here. Check out that fresh merch, guys. Look at that. Yeah. And there it is. Proof of purchase. Black Lives Matter. 
you guys can go to my pin tweet at Matt Ritter. There's Adam A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R, and there will be a link there so you guys can purchase that. I think Travis has also been dropping it in the description if he's not too drunk and remembers. Um, <laughs> so you guys can find that shirt, and the money for that shirt that is generated from purchasing that shirt is then donated to Black Lives Matter supporting uh, companies and causes. So please go do that because not only are you supporting a good cause, but you're supporting a great podcast and our friends over at the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast. And as always, this is that segment where we continue the conversation because there are still things that need to be done. You know, as always, if you can protest, protest safely. Uh, people were getting ripped off the street. So please be careful if you go out and protest. Petition, donate, do whatever you can, uh, whatever means you have, but help support that. I believe uh, the cops in the Brianna Taylor situation are finally uh, under investigation. Yeah, the FBI is investigating. So, things are said. Yeah, that's what they said. So things are getting done, but again, it's not the forefront. It's not the huge conversation that's going on right now. We don't want it to just go away and forget about it and let things continue to be the way they are. We don't want these racist ass people out here to continue to diminish the cause and diminish the things that are going on and try and sway persuade people from, you know actual facts and actually what this cause is about and make them think it's about something else. So, you know, stay educated, do your part. That's all we ask. Well said, sir. Sure. Thank you. Um, yeah, I know. So I fucked up and I did that update and my phone's still updating. So I was hoping to buy some time with that black lives matter thing. I mean, you can, <laughs> we can go into how disrespectful Vince is, you know, how so it's always, a thing, you know, I don't remember much from that podcast a couple weeks ago, but I remember the, you know, the Bret Hart slander that was going on that got y'all Oh, blocked. you remember that, but you don't remember the $50 muted. bet, Travis. See, here's the thing. I remember that because I was sent the clip. <laughs> so <it's> just, <laughs> that's why I remember that. Do I remember, do I actually remember doing it? No. <laughs> as far as oh. I'm concerned, that week didn't even happen. Like, I don't remember that show at all. The only equivalent to that I can give you is that uh, podcast me and Matt did a while ago, like pre-WrestleMania, where I was going off and saying something about Roman Reigns having to face The Undertaker or some shit, because I was gone. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, no, he that was, was worse. Gone, gone. That was worse that day. Um, speaking of that, though, Vince and I have both uh, been invited to go do a show with the Young Kings podcast, so you guys keep your eyes peeled for that. When that oh, drops, I wasn't invited though. I see and that. during you didn't slide that, into their mentions, that's why. Dur- well, that's because when I tagged Travis in it, all he got to read was them referring to Brett the Hitman Hart as the shit man. And then at that point, Travis said, "Does Sir Cussalot have to block a bitch?" Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that was the end of that conversation for me. I don't even know what happened before that. You're absolutely <laughs> right. I didn't see it. All right, let's get into news and rumors now that my phone is updated. First and foremost, right off the bat, The Rock is a part owner of the XF. L, if a more perfect thing happened this week, please let me know. Okay, so explain this to me. I'm not saying you, Travis, but a vocal majority of people shit on the idea of bringing XFL back, even though they had a better game plan and they were taking their time and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And they shit on Vince McMahon. And then when it went under because of COVID, everyone's like, oh, yeah, we told you it wasn't going to work. But now that The Rock bought it, all I hear is, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing ever. This is the best. Like, he's not full owner. He's part owner. And they still face all of the same problems that Vince faced. The only difference is The Rock is the face and not Vince McMahon. That is all that has changed. 
Yeah, but people love The Rock. <laughs> it's, exactly. really just, it's really just that simple. People love The Rock. Now, once again, this wasn't me when they were talking about the XFL coming back. I was like, oh, cool, more football. Let's check it out. But, you know, poor, you know, a lot of people were shitting on it, and I'm just like, I don't understand why. It'll be good or it won't be good. It has no effect on you whatsoever. So, exactly. like, watch it if you like it. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Fair enough. Football. This is my favorite part of the show because this is the part where we get into like that dirty side of what happens in the wrestling community that Vince normally doesn't want to touch on in his show and he always shies me away from. Oh, we, <laughs> can talk about it here. we can talk so, about shitty wrestling fans on Twitter all day. I'm with it. Because not just that damn nerves. Not just that. It's the the shady side of wrestling that we talk about. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna do Travis sliding into Sasha's DMs. I haven't forgot, but I'm gonna save that for last because right now we're gonna talk about how. Marty Jannetty apparently killed a man Marty and Gennetti then admitted to it on Twitter and is now being investigated for murder. No, no. It, I think it was on his Facebook and then it transferred over to Twitter. Regardless, However, it though. worked. This man was broken up with by a black woman and somehow made a homophobic and racist confession to killing a man when he was 13 that may or may not have raped him and is now under investigation for murder. Is my understanding of the situation. So when he was 13, how old is he now? Like 87? Something like that. Yeah, he's old as fuck. So anybody who was around when he killed this man is probably also dead. So what are they investigating? (laughs) Well, he he even said where they could have found the body. Like, he pulled a ludicrous. He was like, you should have checked the Chattahoochee River. Because I know that's a line from a ludicrous song about throwing a body in the Chattahoochee. But that was like 60 years ago. You think it's still there? You never know. They might <laughs> you, find bones, yes, Travis. You do know. It's a river. Maybe. The water moves. So things in the water move. <laughs> Maybe they've got cold cases where they found bodies and they didn't know what happened to them. And now they can go look at those cold cases and be like, okay, this ha- this body is this old from this time. This is when he said he killed them. This could be the man. And, and then they, they put can... geriatric Marty Jannetty in jail. Listen, Big Travis, <laughs> whether it's because a white man murdered someone or because they're trying to prove he didn't murder someone, the police are always going to investigate far harder for white people than they are for black people. So I'm aware. I'm aware. I'm not going to disagree with that point. <laughs> this is going to be a thing. And also a thing for... Wait, we not... Rest. I don't know. I wasn't done talking about The Rock, okay. though. Because... Okay, <laughs> because this is basically ballers come to life. Is that... Yes! Can you imagine? Like, this is what it is. Like, there was a whole story about this on ballers. Granted, yeah, they were talking about buying a team in the NFL or becoming a part owner in the NFL on ballers. But, damn it, it was fucking... This is ballers. He got a group together to buy the XFL. Can you imagine just what it's like being The Rock? No. Like, you had a a wrestling career that most people can only dream of. Then you went on to become the biggest movie star on the fucking planet. Now you own a professional football league. And then on top of all that, you get to just be The Rock. (laughs) I think universally The Rock may be the only black man alive, A, to own an NFL or own the XFL. Not just the team, but be an owner in the XFL or the NFL or any major sports league. Besides Michael Jordan owning the, owning the team in the NBA. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, I feel also, like the NBA might have had that, yeah. He yeah. is probably the most beloved African-American male in the United States and maybe the world. Other than Keith Lee. 
No, no. He is more <laughs> no, beloved than no, Keith Lee. No, no, Racists no. will still hate Keith Lee. Racists are kind of will look at The Rock and be like, "Well, yeah, you know the rest of them, but that guy right there." Well, see, he he has he has the benefit of looking also very racially ambiguous. So <laughs> that's true. That half some that's half Samoan part of him kind of makes him seem like, oh, I don't know what he is. So they're not sure. They think he might be black, but they don't know. Along with being black and along with all of the hate that comes with it and everything that's happened, Naomi is back in the news again this week. So I don't know why this is a thing. And it really bothered me that this was a thing, but Travis and Vince. So last week on SmackDown, yeah. Naomi went to hit a move on Lacey Evans. It was supposed to be a sliding blockbuster. It looked like a botched Canadian destroyer. A sliding blockbuster. That's what uh, she said. It looked like that's what she was going for. And then just like the, like, I guess there was no communication. It just didn't translate. How so it was Lacey was to? outside of the ring. I didn't ring. see SmackDown last week, so okay. I need you to explain. Lacey was outside of the ring, bent over. Naomi came and slid under the ring and I guess was supposed to slide over her and turn into a blockbuster from sliding, kind of like that uh, Rey Mysterio powerbomb that you got uh, on under the ropes and then powerbomb Seth Rollins. Gotcha. She was going to try okay. and do a blockbuster okay. like that. So that's, that's, okay, it was a botched move. It happens, right? Naomi came out and said it wasn't a Canadian Destroyer. It was a blockbuster. A blockbuster is part of my moveset. It didn't work. Somehow, it became that if you defend or say that, you know, it was anyone but Lacey Evans' fault, you are a racist. There is someone that I follow on Twitter, a black male, who just said, you know, it looked like, you know, it was a problem on both girls' ends, blah, blah, blah. And then they came after him and told him that he was a self-hating black man who hates black women and these black men that hate black. Like, And he just got attacked. And then other white people were like, hey, listen, he's just saying, like, this happened. Bad move. Bad move. Don't I do didn't. That. I stayed Don't out. Don't do that. <laughs> I stayed out. He's like, no, they're just saying like it was a mistake on both parts. And it's like, why does it have to, you know, why are you guys going to, why are you saying this about him and that about him? Like, it's not even like that. It's just, it's one botched move. And then it was like, you don't know our struggle. And like, it became a whole thing. Like you can't speak on anything that a black wrestler does negatively because you are not a black person who does that is what I was reading on Twitter, Travis. This Which is, is funny because that's the gimmick Matt does when he shows up on my show trying to make me seem like an Uncle Tom. That's that's Matt. What that's what Matt does to okay, me. No, so, so uh, we had a show, <laughs> and he had some options. First option was should Jason Jordan have been a champion? He said no. World champion. Then Has he said Jinder Mahal shouldn't have been a champion. Then he said D'Lo Brown should have never been a world champion, but he was all okay with Bubba Ray being a champion. So I'm like, you're fine with all these white men being champions, including Bubba Ray, even though Bubba Ray has a beer gut. But you said no to Bu you said no to D'Lo. No, you said I. No I said gender. that Bubba was slight, like he had a bigger name more than D'Lo. So I saw why they did that. I was never for Bubba. I don't support Bubba. I'm all about Devon. I'm just saying you had three people of color offered you as options for world champions. You said no to all of them. There is okay context right. here, Travis, and, that he is missing no, and not, not adding. Yes, no, this is. is 100%. <laughs> and also on our show on Wednesday, I told you I was going to stop calling you a racist and stop bringing it up. I did it one last time, but now here we are. You drag me back into the situation, making yourself look bad now in front of Travis. 
No, no, it's it's. You ask me, none of them have a, have any business with that belt. But oh, no, I said D'Lo is a champion in TNA. No, world champion TNA. I said D'Lo could be a champion sir, in the local sir, like any promotion. That don't count. I could be a fucking champion in TNA. That don't mean <laughs> it. But Vince said no. <laughs> Vince still said no. I said he could be a local champion here in like a freelance wrestling or AAW here in Chicago. Maybe they put Dude, all I got to do is walk in there at the right time and convince Vince Russo that it's a good idea. <laughs> like, Thank oh, it'll you. draw ratings. It'll be crazy. And Vince Russo will be like, yeah, do it. You know? <laughs> so Travis is saying he could have been world champion in TNA, which you said he couldn't. Because I, he's black. I believe in Travis. Travis Backwards. is more believable than D'Lo Brown. No, no. Travis is saying D'Lo could have been champion in TNA. That's what he said. I was saying anybody can. Exactly, <laughs> including D'Lo. And you said no, because D'Lo's black. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you, so put anyway, that, you put that in context of TNA, then that's something different. Now, you know, on somewhere that I actually give a shit about and that I respect, no. <laughs> so, anyway, that stuff happened with Naomi. Um, and it went on for like three or four days. Like it was a yeah. continued. Yeah. I didn't see the move, so I have no idea the context of it. But that part, though, of him like just attacking the dude for saying, you know, maybe because none of us are actual wrestlers and none of us really know how all this works, maybe it's possible that it wasn't just Lacey's fault. Oh, yeah, no, they wanted to say <laughs> Lacey. They said Lacey sandbagged the move on purpose to make Naomi look bad. So and they're. They're, see, they're, see, this is what happens with wrestling. When you buy too much into the character somebody's playing and forget that there's a person behind there that's mm-hmm. not that person. <laughs> just like, oh. I think I think it's a little bit of that, but also there are a lot of clips from Lacey, like kind of like selling terribly for Charlotte and Becky Lynch. So much so that I remember specifically one match on Raw or a pay-per-view where Charlotte was so fed up with Lacey Evans, she was legit cursing her out and physically moving her to the spot she needed to be in. So yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying... Shawn Michaels used to do that to people but all See, the that's time. the thing is, she didn't do it because Naomi was black. She didn't do it to Naomi to hurt Naomi. Exactly. She's just not the best wrestler ever. And if Rob Root hears this, yes, she's not the best wrestler ever, Rob. <laughs> she's not. Uh, honestly, it, let, let's let's also call it how it is. My if this was a guy over there on uh, either NXT or on AEW, do you think the guys would have been having this spot talked about like exactly. more than a no. day? No, no, like because there there were there were girls, and because it was Lacey Evans, and it was happened to be Naomi, and it was just recently the whole Naomi stuff about Naomi Naomi deserves better it was a whole thing it was the culmination of things like I mean if it was Chuck Taylor me and Travis would be shitting on him today which would be two days after but that's just because hashtag fuck Chuck I mean I'd still be shitting on him a month from now because like you said fuck Chuck all right Travis (laughs) let's slide into Sasha's DMs with the panda gift because it has been way too long yes speaking of being too long Matt you miss me? We haven't done a podcast with each other for a while. You know, it's, it's been, been real nice. It really has. I had foul on last week. I had a break from two weeks ago. It's been nice. Shaggy. We're so going to get a copyright claim. Oh, we are. We are definitely going to get hit for this one. I know it. And I don't care. Did you guys get hit with one with uh, with the Usher one? 
Yeah. Yeah. All right, we got a panda sliding down a slide face first, so slowly. And And, uh, Sasha, (laughs) Sasha, please respond back. Just let us know you see them. Give Travis the finger something. (laughs) Just let us know you're there. Whatever you do, don't block them. I don't want this gimmick to end. Here's the thing. I kind of feel like the gimmick would be complete if she does block me, though. Mm, True. Um, It'd be a culmination. She sends you a panda gift back instead of blocking you. I would nut myself immediately. <laughs> That's the goal, man. That's the dream. Unfortunately, Vince, you're not special on the show anymore, so uh, I'm just going to take the boat here, and I'm going to let you kick us off. Please dazzle Travis and I with what <laughs> happened on SmackDown tonight. Uh, it was a uh, middle-of-the-world SmackDown for me. The ending of the show really got people talking. There was a lot of confusing stuff going on. A lot of matches ended in DQ. I want to say like at least three or four matches in the NDQ. So we opened up with Firefly Funhouse. It was uh, Bray Wyatt basically just like acknowledging the the song. No, I'm not singing the song. I can't sing sing. the song. No, I'm not doing it. Got me fucked up. (laughs) You got me fucked up. I'm not doing that. Uh, But he's saying that like he's here and. (laughs) Oh. Didn't even last thirty that, that, minutes. That felt so good. It really did. It really did. <laughs> it. I, I had a feeling it was going there. Then I saw like the little thing on on my screen. I'm like, "Yep, there if it it'll is." It'll make Travis happy. We're really glad that you're our friends, and this is a friendship that will never ever end. Thank you. That's all I asked for. I don't ask for much around here. I really so don't. anyway. Go ahead, Vince. Tell us what happened. Uh, but yeah, fun yes. <laughs> so it was just basically that, like, uh, Bray doing the fun house, addressing the situation, saying that The Fiend will be here tonight, and he wants the title. If he doesn't basically give up the title, something bad is going to happen to Alexa. And then we kick off the show with uh, Matt Riddle versus Sheamus, which, Next. like I said, ended in DQ. Gable came in, tried to get the bounty on Riddle. Bro Hashtag Riddle over Riddle. Hashtag Riddle over Riddle. <laughs> Yeah, um, Seamus confronted Corbin, was sick of the entire thing, and they actually started bantering backstage. Uh, there was a dirt baby face, uh, no, it was just a heel versus heel thing. Okay, it was just sorry, it was a really weird thing. So, there was some flickering of the lights, there were some more tech issues in the following segment during the dirt sheets. Uh, they did a whole like skit where they brought in like the victim from last week's attack and it was Mandy's hair. And it was obviously just the Miz just talking on behalf of the hair busted out Sonya Deville, really good promo again. And um, at, at that point that that's really all it was. Kevin Wait, do we see out. Mandy Rose with her new haircut? Uh, she did uh, afterwards. So this basically set up a tag match between heavy machinery and Miz and Morrison later on in the show. Okay. Uh, we had Cesaro take on listen Dorado. Uh, there were some more technical issues. Cesaro yes. beat uh, Dorado. Yes, Travis. Do you believe this is leading to a hair versus hair match between Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose? No. Uh, I, I, based on what I saw, it was Mandy trying to get a hair, hair shorter. So they try to work it into storyline for, for her to have shorter hair. How did she look with the shorter hair? Honestly, a little bit better. Really? Honestly, I, I, I was aroused more look than usual. A little bit better? <laughs> Yeah, so it, it had like a weird look. So, like, it was different in a good way. It was working for me. I liked it. You have yes, to see. Travis. It. Can we start a petition for a hair versus hair match between Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville? 
I I actually think Sonya could rock the bald head look. Like I do too. This is why I'm what's what I'm saying. I, I'm picturing her not completely bald, but like doing that crazy mohawk shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I want to see that happen. I'm with it. Uh, we had uh we had the fiend segment. He came out, and they cut to commercial. They come back. The fiends in the ring with Alexa Bliss, basically the exact same setup. From Completely last week. off the subject, Vince. Yes, I'm, I'm so sorry. Who's on that DBZ poster? DBZ poster. It is Vegeta, Goku, Piccolo, Beerus, Champa, uh, Vados, gotcha, and Whis. Yeah, basically super. Gotcha. If you if you want to hear some really good DBZ slash wrestling talk, you should definitely tune into the Smacked Raw podcast NXT Wednesday edition because Vince and I found a way to relate just about every single match and every single segment to Dragon Ball Z in some way, <laughs> shape, or form this week. We did, we did. It was it was pretty good. It's it's nice. It's a nice change of pace because usually I try to bring in my nerd talk into the shows, and uh, unless it's Jay, it doesn't get really picked up by the guys. So it's it's a nice change of pace to like appre- get appreciated and have that banter with Matt. But uh, but yeah, going back to the Fiend stuff, it was pretty weird because they legit like the Fiend came out. They cut the commercial. They came back. Fiend and Alexa were at the exact same spot from last week, almost like. Beat by beat, he was going to go put the mandible clock. Alexa stopped him, caressed his face. Then he got up, like, almost, like, conflicted. Braun got on the Titantron, looked like he was using, like, a very old Android phone to cut a promo. Basically said, I don't care about Alexa. I've embraced the monster within me. The, it's going to be monster versus monster at SummerSlam. You might get that What's betrayal, going- Matt. What? So... I don't, I don't know what's going on here. And like, this left me scratching my head. I was very confused. Braun basically said, I don't care about Alexa. Let's do this match. I'm going to be a monster now. And is the fiend baby face now? Like, no, this just sounds like we're going to get that betrayal Matt was talking about. Which betrayal? With Alexa turning on uh, Braun. Well, Braun already turned his back on Alexa. He didn't even go out to save her. Yeah, no, so... What I want now at this point after last week was Nikki Cross to join the Fiend and Alexa and Braun to team up. And I wanted Nikki Cross in the Firefly Funhouse segments with Bray and Nikki Cross to embrace that crazy twisted sister side of her. I don't want Nick. I don't. I love Alexa Bliss and she'll be fine with Bray and probably entertaining as all hell. But I wanted Nikki and Bray and Alexa. Where did I get that from? Then who said that? Maybe it was TC last week or two weeks ago. Yeah. No, I, I just thought it was kind of weird that, like, Nikki didn't come out. And what was so odd about this segment is that it literally just cut straight to commercial after the match was set up with, like, just, like, a sh- single shot at the Fiend, just kind of, like, confused as we are. Then we come back, and now we have uh, Baron Corbin versus Sheamus. And Alexa Bliss is gone, the Fiend's gone, and commentary isn't addressing the fact that it was a whole weird-ass segment in the middle of SmackDown. Maybe it didn't happen. Maybe you- Everyone that at home just imagined it all the time. I know I wasn't on acid watching. Or maybe just Vince imagined it. Do we know anybody else saw it? I know that. I know that Kevin. We're just taking Vince's word for it right now. He could be making all this up. We didn't see the show. I popped into Kevin and Kyle's Twitch stream and they were saying the same thing. So the Smacked Raw podcast is collectively. This this could be a Smacked Raw conspiracy, man. You have no idea. Maybe you guys should have watched the show. Maybe, maybe. I think what happened is Kyle's scared we're stealing Vince away from him because he knows that 
you don't want to do the show every week. And me and Vince have such good chemistry that now he's convincing Vince to take part in this elaborate plot to make up things about the fiend. So I won't have Vince back on. That's what's going on. <laughs> yeah. It's a conspiracy theory. No, but it was, it was weird. Cause they, uh, like I said, Corbin, but it was actually Hardy versus Corbin, the scheduled match ended again in the DQ finish when Sheamus came out and broke Jeff, uh, Jeff Hardy. It set up a match between King Corbin and Sheamus, right? And then there Jeff just disappeared. And then Matt Riddle came out, distracted uh, Corbin to allow Sheamus to pick up the win. And we're still like, what happened to Sheamus? It sounds and awful. It's, it sounds bad. Um, Kayla's backstage with Big E. They mention his popcorn gifts. And then they do like a whole new Wait, day. Wait, they mentioned the popcorn. They were talking about the one with him on, at the set rings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they, they reference it. Uh, and then Kayla game. and Biggie get into like a New Day Rocks chant and a rah-rah chant going up. Um, How you feeling about this New Day, uh, I mean, uh, this Biggie singles run? You ready for it? Me, personally, I, I'm all for it. I'm behind it, especially just because I feel like Biggie deserves it. I feel like every member of the New Day kind of deserves a single run, but I don't ever want them to split up, period. Like, that's my only caveat, is if they do this, don't do the thing where you're going to turn him heel on his uh, brothers in the New Day, and then now it becomes him versus New Day and shit. No, don't do that. Why can't it be about us friends afflicting each other? Like, if Matt, like, succeeds and shit, I'll support whatever he does, like, and vice versa, you know? I'm not going to turn my back on him just because this podcast may be better than mine. Or mine might be better than his. You it's know? not. <laughs> you don't know that. You don't know my numbers. I don't. Um, <laughs> it's not about numbers. It's about my my opinion. My opinion is completely subjective. I know that. <laughs> um, I never. I, I will never lie about that. I'll never pretend it's not. I don't Mine's know how I feel about the Biggie singles run because I don't know if Biggie as a single star is going to work within the confines of Biggie still doing the New Day shit. We had that same conversation with uh, with Kofi Kingston. No, but exact it worked same conversation with Kofi. with Kofi. It worked with Kofi. I don't know if Biggie, with his size and the fact that he doesn't really do the promos, most of the promos are done by Kofi and Xavier. Not really. Most of the promos were really done by Xavier with Kofi and Biggie just ad libbing on top of it. So it's just like if Kofi can do it, Biggie can do it. Yeah, he's basically like the Roman of the Shield, like. Like, he's going to be in there for, like, he has the looks. He's got the body. He's got the moveset. He and doesn't now, have to do much on the mic. He's already entertaining. Like Exactly. He has personality in the ring. That's the thing. Roman Reigns wasn't in the ring gyrating his hips and rolling down ramps and shit. Roman he was sure wasn't. It wasn't. It, it was, it was for a lack of time, man. That's the thing. We booed Roman Reigns. So you can't use that as an example, sir. I'm not taking that. I'm just saying if Roman was out there gyrating his hips, I think a lot more people would like the man. A lot I know I would. If he, if he had more himself. personality, sure. we would definitely like him more. That's what I'm oh, saying. Sure. That's why I think it's good that he like still embraces that New Day side of him because now he's not just that big rah, 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 biggie that they had before. Now he actually has fucking personality. Like, I, I personally need that five-count biggie back. They're not doing that. It's he never going to happen. It is not going to happen. A little mean streak, a little seriousness. No. Uh, so shortly after that, we had uh, done that. 
we had a uh, Bailey and Sasha backstage, and you could tell Bailey's upset that Sasha just basically pulled the Bailey and volunteered her into a match. I love uh, Sasha's still doing hints of wanting the SmackDown title because she grabbed the SmackDown title, like lingered for a bit before she gave it to Bailey. They had a conference, uh, a conference like call with Stephanie McMahon in the Titantron in the ring. Basically, uh, wait, so they, like, so, they, so they got on Zoom with Steph. Yeah, using the <laughs> Titantron. They got on Zoom and stuff. It, it was pretty charming. It was it was good stuff. Uh, uh, Stephanie said that, yeah, Asuka's going to have a, a match with Sasha Banks. Uh, Asuka faces Bayley. If uh, if Asuka beats Bayley, then she gets Sasha at SummerSlam. But that next week, there's going to be a tri- or a tri-brand battle royal from the women of NXT Raw and SmackDown. The winner of that will face Bayley at SummerSlam for the title. So we're going to have a battle royal next week on SmackDown. At SummerSlam? Yeah. See, uh, for those of you not Summer, listening, not watching, I am pointing to a SummerSlam chair that is behind me. And then right above it is a picture <laughs> of two of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time, Bret the Hitman Hart and Stone Cold Steve Austin from their match at WrestleMania 13. Who won that match? Who won that match? Bret Hart won that match okay. and made Stone Cold at the same time. Yeah. And then yeah right that's how good that, he is. That's how good he is. Right above that. He, he's good. <laughs> A buried alive casket match playset from the greatest wrestler of all time, The Undertaker. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, let's let me go ahead and do this now because I didn't get a chance to address this last week. This whole Oscar, Sasha, Bailey, Kyrie thing. I guess we'll talk about it on Raw. You want to wait till Raw? Yeah, we'll talk about it on Raw. Yeah. Okay. Uh, after that, we had the tag match between Heavy God, Machinery this, and Mr. Like SmackDown is going on forever, and I didn't even watch it. I know there's more tech issues. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember who heavy machinery who won. Oh no, Sonya came in, interrupted the match or whatever. Okay, like, keep going. They keep going. they go backstage just to pull apart Retribution. Yeah. Actually, shows up. Oh, this faction. Okay. So, okay, so the faction that they promised us on Monday that they didn't really give us mm-hmm. showed up on SmackDown. Yeah. So they actually showed up. They, there was a lot of light issues. It was reminiscent of when Nexus showed up and just tore up the, the entire area. A little bit more like bargain brand Nexus. It felt like <laughs> Aces and Eights. It felt like the Aces and Eights from TNA meets uh, the Nexus combined. Uh, they did some spray painting on the ring, on the plexiglass. They attacked some of the performance center like people. They attacked the the cameraman, uh, Cole, Corey I saw, Graves. I saw pictures of, of – were they taking the chainsaw to the ropes? There was a chainsaw at one point where they cut the ropes. So it, went, it, it, was, pretty, it was pretty gnarly. They just kind of so, looked – yeah. No, go ahead, finish. No, yeah, it was just they, they kind of looked like – I want to say it was maybe like a total of like five or six of them, and at least two of them were girls. Okay, okay. okay. It's interesting because – so Ryan Satin – I know you know who Ryan Satin is. Travis, mm-hmm. are you familiar with Ryan Satin? Negativo. Wrestling news journalist. Uh, actually, I believe works for WWE. Was doing stuff on um, WWE backstage for a little while. He put out a tweet today asking a non-wrestling question. It was, what is the better version of my way? Limp Biscuit or uh, Frank Sinatra? And this is my favorite thing because it had I seven. did my way. It had 7,300 votes, and it was split dead down the middle 50-50. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things. You got to love that Limp Biscuit song, but how can you really, you know, vote against I, I'm, WrestleMania I'm 17. Guy. WrestleMania 17, my way, Limp Biscuit, The Rock, and Stone Cold. Like, yeah, but, yeah they, but fuck Fred Durst, though. That's my take. Dude, listen, I grew up 
as a Limp Biscuit fan. I, I I did it all for the Nookie. I broke stuff. And after so reading this, take that stick it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I listened to Limp Biscuit on the way home, and I was listening to break stuff with you know I got a chainsaw, skin your ass raw, having no idea that also on SmackDown tonight they had a chainsaw and they were going to skin someone's ass raw. Yeah, so I kind of was, like, making a joke with, like, my brother saying, like, okay, so one of them is Finn Finn Balor, or at least Demon Balor, because he came out with the chainsaw, one of those takeovers. (laughs) So that that was one joke that I threw out there, so it might be Finn Balor. Uh, Dijak, Mustafa Ali, um, Vanessa Bourne, Chelsea Green are all names I heard and saw thrown out there that could be... Was there someone tall enough to be Dijakovic? There was honestly, they were like just moving so much. I one of them had darker skin tones, so I, I like that. That's one thing I noticed. There was one guy that talked into the mic that looked kind of brownish, like like he could be like Latino or something. Dio so, Madden. Dio Madden. I would love to see Dio Madden. He got swallowed. But, we'll talk about him on the Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was SmackDown, guys. So he's not dead. I thought Brock killed him. No, he's not dead. Um, Brock killed him, and then uh, Bobby killed him on Raw. Like I said, we'll talk about it. (laughs) So I'm spitting just because, except for the stuff at the end, this felt nothing so long. (laughs) Yeah, like just you explaining it felt like the show took on forever. Now I'm interested to see the end. Very interesting. Yeah, that's probably the best part of the whole thing. Yeah, is the ending sequence, and it was maybe like the last five minutes of the show. And they're fucking up my Alexa Bliss fucking Bray Wyatt shit that I was so hyped for last week. So So throughout the show, they got the little technical difficulties and they finally paid it off at the end is what you're talking Mm -hmm. about. Okay. It could be like cross-brand thing too. So it might not be a SmackDown thing or a Raw thing. It could be a thing where they attack both brands. Go to NXT. Fuck up NXT. No, no. Leave NXT alone. Don't don't touch that. (laughs) Don't touch that. I like NXT where it's at. They got to do all the brands. No, stop it. Stop it. I understand, Matt. I'm with you. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna spit as well for the same reasons you just said. Uh, nothing really much to add there. Same exact reasons. Travis, oh spitting it like I said when you explained it, just felt so long. I, I was ready for it to end. Also, so, too, in my defense, I was using uh, Kyle's notes because I was not taking notes initially because I'm like, oh fuck, because like once you hit me up, I was not planning to take notes, so I was not able to have like a notepad or my laptop with me. So I was going based off of memory. So Kyle was kind enough to send me his boring notes. Even so, it's just this, what you described just seemed like if I was watching, it would have felt so long, and that happened. It did. Brand. It did. The only match to end it clean was like I think Cesaro versus Lindsay Dorado. We got some smacked raw brand warfare going on. Vince firing shots over at Kyle, and we're gonna fire more right now because. As everyone knows, when Vince and I did the live stream of NXT on Wednesday, we labeled it NXT greater than AEW because Kevin and Kyle named their live stream (laughs) AEW greater than NXT. At the time, I hadn't watched AEW. I have now watched AEW, and I am confident in saying NXT was greater than AEW. This was not a great show, in my opinion. We're going to get into it right now with the 12-man tag clusterfuck at the beginning. So you know how every week I make a joke about how I forgot to watch AEW, but it turns out I actually watched AEW. This week you didn't watch AEW. <laughs> yeah, this, this week I actually forgot to watch AEW. Like, no bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and funny enough, because I asked Travis, because initially I wasn't sure if you were going to be on the show or not. So I'm like, Travis, did you watch AEW? It's like, I have not. I'm like, 
okay, well, I'm going to put it on, on my TV as background noise. I'm not going to take notes, <laughs> but I'm going to like at least make bullet points of where everything happened. I got tired. Like uh, there was a lot of tag matches, like certain matches. I'm like, I don't care about this. I'm skipping this. There was like, it was the 12 man tag. It was the Cody tag match and it was the best friends tag match. And I'm like, why do I care about these? And that's the thing is like, it's one thing to bring prominence back to tag team wrestling. It's another thing to have just an entire show of oversaturating it. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the 12 man tag sucked. And if you think it was good, who was in it? Uh, it was the best friends. No, or no, I'm sorry, not the best friends. No, this was uh, FTR, the, Bucks. the Young Bucks, um, FTR, Bucks, and Kenny FTR, Omega, Kenny Omega, and Adam Page versus six members of the Dark Order. And it no, Ashley, of- uh, no, Ashley. I think it was a. It, was it a twelve man tag or was it a ten man tag? No, it was a twelve man tag. Okay, right okay. Here. So okay. it was both members of FTR, both of the Young Bucks. Kenny Omega and Adam Page versus Colt Cabana, Brody Lee, Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, and then two non-important members. Yeah, this sounds like trash. Move on. Dark Order won, um, and it was trash. There was one point where uh, Adam Page was taking out all of the Dark Order, and Brody Lee was just standing there watching his team get beat up and not trying to stop Adam Page from doing it. Can can we, can I be honest here? I, I always say this, but I feel like the minute Brody Lee came into Dark Order, I don't I stopped caring. Like I didn't care about them initially. I was intrigued and peaked and, and like curious about them. Okay, I'll give them a chance. But the minute Brody Lee came into the faction, I'm like I don't care about Dark Order anymore. They were doing some really good promos and the recruiting videos and all that was really interesting. Brody Lee showed up. He did the mob character slash Vince McMahon knockoff, and that was funny for a few weeks. Yeah. And now instead of being leaders. like a weird cult leader, like that's what he mm-hmm. should have done when he showed up. He did. They, 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 I don't know. They blew it. Yeah, they um, did. They, they really lost did. all momentum. <laughs> then we got a John Moxley promo. Basically John Moxley is saying, listen, I used to be Darby Allen. I used to go out. Actually, I thought this was a really good promo. So um, he's like, I used to go out there and do the death matches when people told me not to do it. And I used to put my body on the line. I used to do all these things and I still do them to an extent, but I'm older and wiser now. And Darby, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this as someone who's been in your spot. Tonight, when you get to that point to where I've beaten you and you think you can keep going and, you know, you're, you're not worrying about your body or the fact that I almost broke your neck the last time we wrestled, just stay down. When you're done, you're done. Don't keep getting up. Don't give in to that pride. Just stay down. Save it for another day. So basically telling us that Darby Allen is not going to stay down. Basically. And uh, he, he's not going to win that much. The, the one thing – a really good promo, though, in my opinion. I enjoy it. I, I, I tune out Moxley in period because I feel like a lot of his promos, I don't think he does it on purpose, but he comes off like he's trying to sound like Heath Ledger's Joker, and it turns me off. Like, the, see, like I loved Heath Ledger's Joker. So Yeah, I know, but it's a bad impression of it. It's kind of like it, like it was kind of cool when he initially did it. Now it's just like I feel like all his promos kind of feel like he's trying to do Heath Ledger's Joker, and they just don't connect with me. See, like, I think John Moxley should just steal all of Heath Ledger's Joker's lines and use those. Like, for example, for those of you who aren't familiar. Everything burns. Right now on YouTube, you guys can go watch Travis, me, Mara, and John learn how to play D&D. And there is a show coming. And I plan on quoting for every line of speech in that show things that I've heard on wrestling. All of my responses will be wrestling quotes. 
That is how I will communicate through the entire show. And I'm going to see if I can make that work. It's going to be entertaining as shit. I'm okay My with only that. question is, will you guys be live streaming that? And if so, can I get a link? Um, I'll see if I can make that happen. Because the thing is, I'm, the way I'm going to work that out is, you know, I got to record us here on Zoom, but I also got to record the game board on another mm-hmm. screen here. So if mm-hmm. I can find a way to stream them both to, you know, to Twitch or something like that at the same time, I'll find That is something I'm sure Vince can help you with. He's really good with that and with the restream. So that's something I'm sure. Oh, that's more or less Kyle. I just kind of like basically do what he tells me. (laughs) (laughs) I just basically, he's, he's more of a tech savvy guy. And then I just kind of like copy and paste. Did you know Kyle sent me a Smacked Raw podcast onesie for Zoe? Yes, I saw that. It was a pink onesie with their logo right on the chest. And I told Kyle, I can't wait till she throws up on it. I'm going to get a video of it and make sure I send it to him. (laughs) Especially since he picked the one with like the green splatter all over it too. It's like you picked the wrong logo, man. Uh, The best friends show up in Trent's mom's van. They defeat Proud and Powerful. Oh, they were actually in the van? Oh, they were in the van. They showed up. Trent drove his mom's van. They defeat Proud and Powerful. Later on in the night, Proud and Powerful go out and they destroy Trent's mom's van. They graffiti it. They smash in the windows. They they go straight street on it, Travis. They, you know, take the wheels off all the shit. Chuck Taylor then has to cut a promo about how he promised Sue nothing was going to happen to her van and how they're responsible for his mom's So it's Chuck Taylor's fault. Yeah, basically. Of course it's Chuck Taylor's fault. 100%. Fuck Chuck. Because fuck Chuck. Um, then we got MJF at his campaign headquarters, and this MJF presidential campaign to be AEW champion all of it I am enjoying. Um, he's got a guy named Lee who he's just shitting on for not doing his job. He's got an assistant. Um, this, this whole campaign thing has been entertaining as hell um, and worth checking out after his speech last week. Uh, then Matt Hardy cuts a promo thinking that the fans want the regular Matt Hardy, not any of the gimmick versions of Matt Hardy. So he is going to work on being the regular Matt Hardy. And then Sammy tries to attack him from behind and they brawl. Mac gets put on a table. Uh, a lot of people pointed out that you can clearly see him opening a capsule or some bottle of blood or something yeah. to uh, create the amount of blood that was uh, coming from his head before he is put brutally through a table off the stage by a 450, 630, whatever it was. But, I mean, Sammy hit him shoulder first in the gut, put him through the table, um, leaving Matt Hardy bleeding all over. And then uh, best friends want the rematch and an apology when they win for their mom's car being destroyed. Dark Order. You know what's so great about wearing sunglasses while you podcast? What? I can fall asleep and you never know it. The Dark Order lose to... I'm getting close, by the way. Zack Ryder and Cody Rhodes. (sighs) Yeah, that... This whole thing was jobber Dark Order members basically beating down Cody Rhodes so Zack Ryder could get the hot tag. So you kicked this off with a SmackDown snooze fest. Now you're giving me AEW smooth, smooth, yeah, snooze fest. Yeah, we're trying to get through the hard stuff. Please, Um, that's what she said. At the end, Um, though, yes! At the very end, though, (laughs) Scorpio Sky, who cut a promo on AEW Dark about how he's... Oh, he's around? He's still there? Showed up. Walked up to Cody, looked at the TNT title, gave it a little pat, and then walked away, basically saying, open I challenge, got next. Scorpio Sky. I'm with it. Okay. Thank I'm you. with that for sure. Give me somebody against Cody I give a fuck about. Thank you. Thank you. Um, then we've got the debate with Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho. 
moderated by Eric Bischoff. A word? A word. Travis, (laughs) this whole thing was Eric Bischoff asking questions and Chris Jericho answering the questions and Orange Cassidy not answering the questions because he's Orange Cassidy. And Jericho explaining to Eric Bischoff how Orange Cassidy doesn't talk and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And then Eric Bischoff asks a question about global warming. And Chris Jericho doesn't have an answer. Orange Cassidy interrupts and gives a well-thought-out, full-on answer about carbon emissions and global warming and all of this stuff that just kind of (laughs) baffles everyone. Then he cuts Chris Jericho off on the next question and cuts a full promo on Jericho and is declared the winner by Eric Bischoff of the debate based on his two answers. Really good shit here. This is why I enjoy Orange Cassidy so much because it's like he's already established that like the only reason why he does like you know the hands in the pocket and putting forth the least effort possible and all that kind of shit is that he's so good that he just doesn't care. So when he decides to turn the switch on, you are in fucking trouble. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of like uh like Beerus when like he showed up initially, he doesn't fucking care. He's out here just like not even trying, and yeah, then the minute he puts snacks. exactly. <laughs> He just wants. So, that, I'm pretty sure that's all Orange ha- wants. But the one thing Orange I really Cassidy liked about Beerus, you are absolutely right. The one thing I liked about his promo, like when he cut off Jericho towards the end, it's like, yes, this is going to be the biggest match of my life, but this is also the biggest match of your life, Jericho, because it because what will happen if I beat you and you got beat by the guy that puts his hands in his pocket? Oh damn, that's true. Could you imagine? Like, how Jericho would eat that loss? Like, how would he react if he takes that loss to, to Orange Cassidy? Yeah, man. Definitely. That's the the best thing that happened on the show. Best thing. And then after that, I didn't even watch the main event. I, after that, I'm like, I don't want to watch the main event. What I'm was done. the main event? The main event was Moxley versus oh, yeah. uh, Darby Allen for the title. And uh, even though MJF um, came down and tried to interfere to help Darby get the title because MJF would much rather face Darby Allen than John Moxley for the AEW championship. Uh, Moxley still pulls out the win. Um, also, we had them attack Orange Cassidy and the best friends run out late to run Jericho and Jake Hager off after Orange Cassidy gets beat to shit by those two guys. And Britt Baker, who is now referred to herself as the Michael Jordan of AEW, who's wearing a Michael Jordan Bulls jersey, has picked rebel to be the person to face big swole and if rebel wins then uh big swole does not get her shot at brit big swole comes down basically squashes rebel she has a good so here's the thing rebel used to wrestle and i don't know a lot of people know that but she was a wrestler and also a makeup artist but she does have some wrestling experience you know it wasn't the best you say no she wasn't every time you say rebel it just kind of makes me chuckle because that's the name of my sister's dog (laughs) <laughs> nice um it's a little swole cocker spaniel <laughs> brown cocker spaniel yeah swell gets to win here um that's all that's important a lot of people complain that there was only one women's segment and it was like four five minutes top four to five minutes tops so. i mean their women aren't that good though aw spit or swallow vince uh i'm a spit other than the debate there was not much for me to really enjoy travis Play. Even though they give you Eric Bischoff and Orange Cassidy in a debate where Orange Cassidy tells you about global warming? Yeah, that's not enough. 
Okay. You, yeah, you should go no, back and watch it, Travis. <laughs> there it's was great. no Luchasaurus uh, this week, so. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably go back and watch that part. But yeah, it's the rest of it just seems like, why did you do this to me? Yeah, I didn't I'm, even watch it. <laughs> I'm spitting this week as well. Last week was so much better. I'm spitting this week as well. Um, what do you guys want to do, Raw or NXT first? Let's do uh, let's do Raw. You go with that, Travis. Yeah, it's fine. All right. They're both on like same level to me this week. So, so announcers talk about the power issues. As we've mentioned, there is a faction that is Retribution. Not a fan of that name, by the way. Um, who is throwing Molotov cocktails and shit? And it's it's a thing that's causing power issues throughout the show. We'll just get that right out of the way. First match: Apollo defeats MVP for the U.S. title. And he says he's going to give the old U.S. title to his children because he promised them that he would. MVP takes a loss right at the beginning of the show, uh, but then says he wants a rematch at SummerSlam for the title. He wasn't ready, blah, 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 blah. Hurt business. I don't like that name either. Thank you, because I cannot stand that. Now, just now, don't get me wrong. It might grow on me because I didn't like the name New Day at first either, but it grew on me. I didn't like Undisputed Era as a name either, and now I like it. Yeah, yeah. Her business just doesn't do it for me. It's too, it's too fucking cheesy. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't I'm think they it. need to be the new nation or that we need a new nation. But hurt business, just I don't know. It, it doesn't do it for me. Um, Somehow, Gilly, Vince, you just got a lot louder. I don't know how that happened, but <laughs> pack away. I don't know what it is. I really don't. Don't worry about it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. Bailey and Sasha debut a trailer for Sasha's win that ends with Asuka saying revenge will be sweet. And then Bailey and Sasha are all pissed off. Like who ruined this thing? Like it was, it was an entertaining segment backstage. Shayna shows up, says that, you know, everyone's had their fun. Now it's her time and cheap shots. Sasha Banks in the mouth. Show did just, just sucker punched her. Like, damn, bro. You wanted to talk about the Asuka, Kyrie, Bailey, Sasha. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Go off, sir. This shit was all Oscar's own fault. God damn it. Listen, Matthew, let me tell you this. And Vince. No, Matt. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't care if I care, if I know about this. <laughs> if you are in a in a in a world title match, Matt. Correct. And for some reason, one person is in the back kicking my ass. All right. One uh-huh. person is in the back kicking my ass. Yes. If you leave your match to come back and help me, I'm kicking your ass. <laughs> There's no way in hell if I'm back there getting my ass kicked by one person, you should be coming back to help me win your goddamn match. Let me handle this. If I'm getting my ass whooped, let me get my ass whooped. That's my own fault. Travis, to be honest with you, if I'm out having a match, regardless of if it's for a title or not, and you're in the back getting your ass whooped, I'm going to finish the match and then go check on you. Because well, listen, if I'm getting jumped then you better come help me. But if it's one person. No, if it's one person, that's what I'm saying. If it's one person <laughs> and you're getting your ass whipped in the back, like the way I look at it is Asuka is a grown-ass female wrestler. Kyrie is a grown-ass female wrestler. Grown-ass female wrestlers need to be able to hand grown-ass female wrestler business one-on-one. Yes. I don't need to leave what I'm doing yes. to go help you. You hold your own. Exactly. You're a champion. Do your shit. Especially because she had that shit won. So it's your own damn fault. She did have it won, but what if it was more or less of a case of, like, I obviously can beat Sasha. My friendship with Kyra means more to me than this title. I could easily get this title back. Let me go make sure my friend's okay. 
You could have done that Travis. after you, you. You could have done that after she made after she made Shasta tap. Like make make a tap, then come help me. I love Travis, but if I ever won a championship title, that championship title is automatically my new best friend, number one above everyone. And my I, wife, I understand it. Travis, my dogs, John, everyone. Belt is number one. Everyone else falls in line. And your real best friends, you understand that, and I do. Yeah. <laughs> did you see the stuff with the iconics, Travis? Negative. All right. Uh, did you see the twenty four seven title stuff? Was there ninja stuff? Mm, yes, I think I did. Yeah. Well, basically, the twenty four seven title was missing. Shelton's title just got stolen. Yeah, yeah, it was gone. Um, and then we found out Truth had stole the belt. He had the belt. He's running around from Tazawa and the ninjas and Shelton. We get a triple threat match. Tazawa defeats Truth and Shelton. Yeah, it is. And Tazawa is now so now MVP has lost the North American title. And Shelton Benjamin has lost oh, yeah, the 24-7 title. You mean the U.S. title? Yes, that's what I meant. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> North American, U.S., it's, the, it's literally the same shit. Literally. That also covered Canada? It's, it's not no, the, we don't claim Canada. Well, I say that, that, also includes, Canada. that includes Canada and Mexico, bro. No, Canada's Canada. I don't know my geography enough to like know if that's true. I mean, or not. but Canada's part of North America. Like, and isn't Mexico Central America? No, Mexico is also part of North America. Okay. Fair I enough. believe Travis. Uh, I feel like Travis wouldn't steer me wrong here. So, anyway, MVP <laughs> lost the U.S. title. I don't know geography. Shelton Benjamin lost 24 7 title. Not looking good for the hurt business tonight at all. Until. Uh, well, no, no. Well, I. I that's why I'm a little bothered, but we'll get that. Uh, Do you see Dominic and Seth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dominic challenges Seth to a match at SummerSlam. He shouldn't talk. Dominic? Uh, Dominic. Yeah, he's not there on the mic. Well, Ray's not really the best promo either. He shouldn't feel, talk but, <laughs> but I feel like Ray's, like, aged like a fine wine, at least, to the point where, like – I, I th- at least myself, I enjoy his promos. Yeah. I think they're solid. Well, you're you're also a race fan, so. Well, to be fair, Kyle also is, has the same sentiments about Rey Mysterio on the mic. So. so here, quick test. Give me one great Rey Mysterio promo. One great memorable Rey Mysterio promo. That's a trap. That's a trick question. I'm not answering that. <laughs> I don't got. <laughs> I don't got an answer for that. I don't, I'm not saying he's you a don't great have an promo. answer because there isn't one. If I asked you right now, give me one a uh, one great Eddie Guerrero promo. Oh man, I love it when he has the mask on Rey Mysterio. He's like, "Why'd you make me do this?" Holy Ray? shit! Right off the bat, you've got a great Eddie Guerrero <laughs> promo, but no great Rey Mysterio promos. I said he's okay on the mic, and I don't. I don't mind him on the mic. Anyway, so anyway I digress. This could like have been that really one cool. when he was going to and Ray was like, you heard me familiar. You know? This could have been really cool because we got Seth Rollins down there and he's going after Tom Phillips for laughing and making fun of him last week. And Samoa Joe steps up and I got hard when this happened. Like, <laughs> I got excited. Samoa yeah. Joe is the most underrated wrestler in the WWE. Let me tell you. I'm watching this. He got up, and I started, like, in my – well, not even out loud. I was like, Joe is going to kill Dude, I got so excited. Joe I was like, fuck yeah. I don't even care that he hasn't wrestled the match. I don't care how many matches he's lost. I want to see Samoa Joe go in there and fuck up Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy right now. 
and we don't get it. Like, Joe's talking his shit because Joe is amazing. We can talk about Samoa Joe's promos all day long. Joe is great. He gets up, takes Wendy's everything off. He's like, no, no, no. You're not going to fuck with Tom Phillips. I was talking shit, too. I was laughing harder than Tom. So if you got a problem with him, you got to go through me. And Joe gets ready to go in. We cut to commercial. When we come back from commercial, Seth and Buddy have weapons. They're holding off Samoa Joe on the outside. Dominic comes in and attacks them from behind with the kendo stick. And my boy Samoa Joe doesn't miss a beat. Runs back to the commentary booth, puts the headset on, says, chill, Tom, I got this, and just starts talking shit the entire time <laughs> yeah. that they I were getting their that. ass whooped by Dominic. I love it. Samoa Joe can do no wrong, man. I swear that the that that everything he touches turns into gold. I How swear. has he not been a champion? How did they not give him the He's title? barely he, he was barely a US champion and he lost that to Rey Mysterio in like the worst way possible. <sighs> Joe is gold. Please let Joe have one one run. I guarantee you it will be a gold run. He just needs one with the WWE or Universal title. Just give Let him, him go on SmackDown. Go. Take that title off of Braun. I'm sticking tired of Braun and the Fiend playing like hot tag and hot potato with the title. Just give it to someone that actually means something. Dominic cleans house here, also hits a 619. Seth says he fucked up and then accepts the challenge for SummerSlam. Um, did you see the Drew and Randy Orton stuff, Travis? Yeah. Uh, Drew versus Randy Orton promo. Randy saves Drew. Um, Drew dropping some, you know, dropping words like shoot and, you know, what else did he fuck? I forgot what else he said. Like, oh, you want me to shoot right now, Randy? He, like, trying to get re- what the fuck else did he say? It was another line he was just for, for people who just know these inside wrestling terms, and I forgot what the fuck okay. it was. I remember. So Drew was out there cutting a promo, and I didn't think the promo was going so well until Randy Orton came out. When Randy Orton came out, he really turned this thing around um, and saved Drew McIntyre because it looked like Drew McIntyre went from reading a script to speaking to Randy like he would speak, like, like from the heart. Right. Randy came out, like you said, said some things about Drew and about their similarities and all of this stuff and uh, the shoot and all that stuff. And then Drew's like, okay, you want to shoot? And then he, he let everything off his chest about Randy Orton, about Randy Orton being handed everything. How, I think he uh, might have made a slight little reference about him shitting in people's boots too. He did. He did. <laughs> uh, he, that's another thing. Raw has been getting a little bit more. Actually, WWE as a whole has been getting a little bit more edgier. Now, kind of like AEW, every week they have been saying shit for at least two or three weeks. It's censored on USA, but they have been saying shit repeatedly on those shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this dynamic between them, though. Yeah, it's great. I do too. Um, he's the perfect like said, foil to Drew. It really did save Drew in this promo. Um, Drew said he's going to tear Randy's head off. Randy's saying Drew has no original thoughts of his own. Like, there was, Once Randy I'm trying came to remember out, what that so line was that Drew said, though, that really made me think this. It was after the, she said the shoot thing. But later on the promo, he said something. I have to go back and watch. I don't remember anymore. He said something about, like, being the chosen one. Uh, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. He made but, something about how, like, oh, you had all these opportunities, like, uh, Randy opening up. Like, yeah, I got more opportunities because, like, they know I'm good. I'm valuable. You're not. He did say he is better than The Rock and Stone Cold. And, like, he listed, you know, the top guys. Mm-hmm. And he's like, based on championships or accolades, I, I'm better than all these guys. And you can tell he believes that shit, too. That's the yeah, thing. He does. 
And I wouldn't be surprised if he's the one that breaks uh, Ric Flair's record. He wants to wrestle for another 10 more years. I believe he can wrestle. And he's built for it. You see how well he's taking care of himself? Yeah. Uh, To quote Sebastian from the SmackDown podcast, he he says it all the time when Randy Orton is on TV. Randy Orton does not miss, man. When he's on, he is on. Like, I kind of wish he could, like, turn the switch on every single time. It's funny. Like, like, I remember that match when they were having that. I think it was like a six-man tag, and he had Garza and um, Andrade with him. And that moment when he took Garza and put him up against the wall and basically told him, get your shit together. <laughs> and Garza just probably hung his head like a lost little puppy who just got his feelings hurt. And he was like, okay, you believe that shit because you believe Randy would fuck him up if he didn't. I'm all for this shit. Um, did you see this, the KO uh, Ric Flair talk backstage? No. All right. Uh, did you see Nia Jax? Yes. Dude, so Nia comes out. She's supposed to apologize to some WWE producer that she put her hands on uh, last week. And instead, she calls the man a ginger. I I, I didn't even know you could do oh, that. Oh, wait. No, TV. I didn't. I didn't see this. Okay. Oh, well. uh, did you see Truth? Uh, yeah, we talked about that. Uh, Sasha versus Shayna. What the fuck, Travis? I don't know. I don't know. I have questions. I have Oscar questions. Oscar ran down and hit Bailey, and the ref threw the match yeah. out. Yeah. Mike, how does that get the match thrown out? Nobody in the match had anything happen to them. That doesn't even make me – like, it makes me mad. But what makes me more mad is I have defended the finish from Extreme Rules and the finish from last week on Raw as we're building towards something more – and these are just the ways that you continue a feud because if you have clean finishes, then the feud ends. Yeah, and it works there was the Eels cheated to do it. That's the thing. It worked. No reason yeah, why this it. match should have ended this way. Yeah. And I you make that. me look bad when I defend shit, and then you just continually do worse shit. <laughs> That's the thing. The other two things, Extreme Rules and that, you know, the Raw match from last week, were defendable because it was Heels doing Heels shit to win. That's fine. It's this that has just me, makes absolutely zero sense. We talk about AEW's inconsistency with rules and fucking up and shit. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it was bad. Honestly, now that I think about it, I think that's how the Heavy Machinery Miz and Morrison match ended because uh, Mandy Rose came in to attack Sonya Deville and the match ended. If I'm not mistaken, that's how it ended. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> so, Here's the thing. Asuka gets a rematch if she can beat Bailey, which is something that Vince talked about earlier, where Bailey is mad at Sasha for setting that up. Um, Shayna says she's rooting for Asuka because she wants to beat Asuka for the title. Okay. Interesting little respect dynamic there after Shayna punched Bailey in the mouth. But I, here's the thing arguably, best wrestler, women's division, raw roster, Asuka. So if Shayna wants to beat the best, yeah, you want to beat Asuka. You don't want to beat. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Sasha's bad. Sasha's fantastic. But Sasha's a fantastic sports entertainer. Asuka's a better wrestler. Mm, I don't know. I feel like Sasha might be the best women's wrestler on SmackDown. She just just so happens to be the Raw Women's Champion. Can you think of someone on SmackDown that's better than Sasha Banks? You can make a case for Bailey, maybe. But I feel like you have more better Sasha matches than you do Bailey matches. Oh, wait. Dana Brooks on SmackDown. Come on. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) 
You're right. You're right. You're right. How, I, I forgot about Dana Brooke. Could, they just we, never put her on TV, so I forgot she existed. The great Dana Brooke. How could we ever forget? Uh, what are you talking about? Dana Brooke's on SmackDown. Come on now. <laughs> no, Sasha probably is deep. She again. lost all relevance when she stopped flirting with Batista on Twitter. Don't yes. get me wrong. I love Sasha. Sasha is a great sports entertainer and in-ring sports entertainer. I'd say Bailey is a better wrestler than Sasha. Sasha puts on great entertaining matches. She has great high spots and good mm-hmm. psychology. She's a but straight up just wrestling, like in-ring technical ability. I'd say Bailey and Oscar are better at the in-ring technical ability stuff. Sasha puts on more entertaining matches. Sasha it's has a, a way of hooking you into her matches. It's the it's the Bret Hart Shawn Michaels comparison. They're both great, you know, for different reasons. They do they both do great things in the ring, just in different ways. Oh, now you're sucking up to Travis. Look at that. I'm not. I'm not. I just, well, for one, you have Bret Hart right there, and I keep looking at it whenever I look at yeah, you, man. Yeah, never had a bad match. That uh, yeah. Hmm. Did you see Garza flirting with the chick from The Bachelor? Yeah, and I still don't know why. Yeah, no, that was weird. Um, all right, let's talk about Speaking it. Speaking of reality TV, though. Oh, go ahead. Big Brother's back. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to save Raw Underground for last. So, uh, did you see Can we pretend it didn't happen? Did you... No, we can't. What? Anyway, we're going to get into that. Um, did you see Montez, Ford, fought Andrade, and Dawkins fought Garza? Yeah. You got roofied. Dude, yeah, apparently. So Dawkins loses to Garza after Montez Ford drops kind of out of nowhere. If you pay close attention at the beginning of the segment when they come out and they cut their promo, Montez Ford takes a drink of his cup and kind of looks at it weird like it didn't taste right. Then he goes and he has a match with Andrade, and just as it looks like he's about to win that match with Andrade, he just passes out. We go backstage. He's in the trainer's room. Dawkins comes out, says that apparently Montez was poisoned. Bianca comes out, and she wants fucking Zelina's ass. She just knows Zelina did this, and she is going to whoop some ass if Zelina doesn't tell her what you put in my man's drink and how do we fix this right now. And this is how we know they didn't do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Montez is in an entanglement. That's what happened. <laughs> That's what's going on. That's the storyline. <laughs> Just the side right. Raw Underground. So Shane McMahon has a shoot fight underground wrestling presentation that is happening backstage. Shoot fight. It saying. is presented shoot as fight. a shoot fight. That is how it's presented, Travis. That is how it is presented. It is not an actual shoot fight. But it is why I don't know what this is why I don't know what it is. So no ropes, no nothing. It's just a platform. They go in. uh, Someone loses. Another contender comes in. He's got girls dancing around to give an aesthetic. A lot of people complained about this and called them strippers. I when I I saw them, go dancers, not strippers. Be upset. Yeah, no, people are stupid. Um, I love strippers. Strippers need work too. Fuck off. Sure do. Um, I support the naked hustle. Exactly. Here's the thing. I love this because this is a great way to do things. This is a great way to show a Shelton Benjamin in a light that Shelton should be shown in. It's a great way to show Dolph Ziggler and these other legit wrestlers and competitors that you have in a different light as dominating forces. Um, 
the Hurt Business then comes in. Bobby Lashley is going to take over. Uh, he takes out Dio Madden. So that's who that was, Travis. That was Dio Madden. Got all oh, that's jacked. who that big motherfucker yeah. was? Oh, okay. He took out Dio Madden. Uh, Shelton Benjamin took out Swerve. Uh, Scott. Mm-hmm. Shane Swerve Scott, right? Swerve. No, Isaiah Swerve Scott. Isaiah Swerve Scott. And it was Shane Strickland. I, I'm going to fuck that up for the rest of my life. I just I just stick to Swerve. Yeah. So that's what, Exactly. I just called him Swerve. You're right. Shelton takes out Swerve. MVP takes somebody out because apparently he's got some kind of martial arts background. Like, the, I wasn't buying the MVP shit. I was all for Bobby and what Shelton. Mean, he went to Japan. Doesn't that all that shit down? Martial arts training? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the problem As much is, as me going to a Japanese restaurant makes me like a good Japanese wrestling uh, food cook, man. No. Yeah. Doesn't it doesn't. Than, it doesn't. No, no, oh. doesn't. <laughs> Other than Lashley, MVP and Shelton took L's tonight, and now they're supposed to come in here and just clean house and be these badasses. And that's hard for me to buy into and believe. Is you both just got your ass kicked tonight and lost, and Shelton lost it. Kiritazawa and our truth, like you didn't even lose to someone legitimate. Hey, hey, hey! Give our truth some respect. All right. First, it's not a match, not true. Did we, did we not just find out? Well, not find out, but we're reminded today how our truth was the first ever black and only black NWA champion. Recognized NWA champion. What does that mean? That means that there are other people that have held the title who were people of color, but they didn't officially recognize them as holding the title. Well, this is like when they stopped recognizing the title? Probably. Yeah, yeah I don't count that. Um, <laughs> So I really enjoyed this. And my thing is, if they continue this on just with Bobby Lashley, yeah, you can have Shelton there. I don't need, I don't need to fucking see MVP wrestle ever again. He is supposed to be the mouthpiece. He is supposed to be the manager. I do not need to see him competing for the U.S. title. I do not need to see him wrestling. I do not need to see him on the platform doing stuff. I love MVP. I don't need him in a ring anymore. I really don't. I need him to talk for these two guys who can't talk and get these two guys over and not put himself out in front of everyone else. Stop it. Anyway. I can get that. Travis. The thing is, I'd say he can wrestle every now and then, but he should be wrestling nearly as much as he is. But go ahead. Yeah. Bobby Lashley, dominating Raw Underground. People coming in, legit wrestlers coming in. Like, you got your Dolph Ziggler and all that, right? Then Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar come in. And in that raw underground setting with no ropes in that basement club feel, you have a stare down between Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. So you're going to fantasy book yourself into some blue balls there, man. That's what I'm saying. You You love AEW Underground because you're fantasy booking it. And we all know that's not going to happen, dude. No, I enjoyed everything I saw from Raw Underground despite that argument. I really did. I thought it was cool. It felt like an underground fight club. Even though it was scripted, clearly Bobby threw a punch that he didn't hit the guy, and the guy dropped. Neither here nor there. That's what I'm saying. It was just like, oh, okay, we got some shoe fight. Oh, oh no, no. It's. Oh, I think still. it can be cool. I want to see where it goes. But also, yes, I have now fantasy booked that this is how we finally get Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar. And I am also hyped for that because I think better than in a wrestling ring, seeing them in that situation and that aesthetic where it's not F5s and promos and it's just who's the better bigger badass no ropes no bullshit knockout or submission 
I'm for that. Fair. All right, let's talk not good enough for Hulu, Monday Night Raw edition. Not good enough for Hulu. Uh, the Iconics wanted to be on the KO show, but he said he had guests. Kevin Owens reunites Rib, uh, Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan and brings the Riot squad back together in a very heartfelt and touching moment interrupted by the Iconics. Uh, they slap KO and then get jumped. Riot squad defeat the Iconics in a tag team match and get a win. And Liv says Ruby is still winning her trust back. Mm. I much prefer Bianca and Ruby to live in Ruby personally. Um, then KO is backstage. I never uh, saw Bianca and Ruby. So ends up. I talking. want Bianca to be her own thing. Uh, she'll get there. Um, KO has a heart to heart with Ric Flair. Basically, Ric Flair's you know talking to him about you know what he did with the Riot Squad and blah blah blah. And is that what he wants to do? And he's like, well, listen, you're out here you know toting Randy Orton and this and that and blah blah blah. And then uh, he's like, well, maybe if you shut your mouth uh, and acted more like Randy Orton, you'd have a title shot at SummerSlam. So KO then challenges Randy Orton via Rick, or through Ric Flair to a match next week. And most importantly, Nia Jax comes down. She is supposed to be apologizing to Pat Buck. Uh, she calls him a ginger, insults him challenges him to a fight he's like no this is not what's supposed to be happening naya you're suspended indefinitely without pay naya pulls his jacket down headbutts him and smears foundation from shoulder to belly button across his white shirt sending him out of the ring naya Jax is officially suspended without pay which means she can't be in the battle royal so that's a win so I, I classify that whole thing as a win because she can't be in the Battle Royal to face Bailey at SummerSlam. She's away from the title pictures, so I'm all for it, man. I'm with it. She's on Raw. She can't be in the Battle Royal anyway. No, it's a try. So Ross, SmackDown, and NXT women are going to compete next week on SmackDown in that Battle Royal to face it to determine the number one contender for Bailey. So yes, she could have been in that. Yeah. Shotzi Blackheart. That's tough. That's, yeah, that's tough. not tough. That is the right answer. Tough, tough. We'll see. All right, let's talk about NXT. Uh, we got Dakota Kai. You forgot to versus, ask the question. Oh yeah, spit or swallow Monday Night Raw. I'm swallowing. I'll um I'll reluctantly swallow it. I'm gonna gargle undecidedly because I still don't know <laughs> if I like the show or not. I really like Raw Underground, so I'm I'm swallowing. Also, I'm intrigued by the Montez shit. I was a little disappointed they hinted at a faction showing up and they only gave us like some people throwing Molotov cocktails mm-hmm. and fucking, you know. Man, they they paid it off on SmackDown. but Exactly, man. They paid it go- off on SmackDown, but I can't judge Raw on a payoff from a show I didn't watch. You got to give things time, bro. You got to, you got you know, sometimes you got to slow stroke it. Yeah, yeah man. You need foreplay. You need foreplay, man. They did give you a faction. They just didn't give it the way you wanted it. They didn't even say who the fuck they were. They didn't even tell us this was a faction. They just said, hey, here's some security footage. It could have been fans. They said there was a faction. They, they, I think they did on commentary. They, they like, said the word faction on commentary. Yes, they did, sir. They just didn't have a name for the faction until social media tweeted about it like an hour after the show. NXT, Dakota Kai, <laughs> Rhea Ripley, banger of a first match. Um, number one contendership on the line. Martinez comes down with the assist. Uh, Kai ends up hitting Rhea with that GTK out of the corner, busting Rhea's nose open. Um, 
Then Martinez picks the bones clean after the match. Vince and I talked about this. A lot of people are saying that Rhea has that Android 18 look going. Mm -hmm. I thought it felt a little more like Super Saiyan Goku or Super Saiyan Vegeta. Super Saiyan 2. Super Saiyan 2. Super Saiyan 2, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with 18 on this one. Because you know where we were getting it from? Because at one point she had combed her hair. Like she had posted a picture where she combed her hair just like 18 and had similar clothing. So I'm like, oh, so she's going for the 18 look. And then when she shows up on NXT TV, it's the same hair. It's just it's like bleach blonde all the way and through. I got it because Super Saiyan 2's hair is a little bit lighter. It's a little bit whiter than the regular Super Saiyan gold. I didn't and see no electricity around her aura. Oh, Matt. are you kidding me? She <laughs> oozes electricity and Stop also it. And she it doesn't came sit in, up right. So it can't she be came Super in cocky like they are Super Saiyan 2 where they now hit that level to where they're like, oh, you can't fuck with me. And that's sure. what she did in this match. She came in very cocky uh, ends up losing to Dakota Kai though because Martinez. Also, I like the fact that Dakota Kai's last name is Kai, and mm-hmm. then you have the Kais in Dragon Ball Z. Just yeah. kind of work. Wait, so I have a question. So if you're in Super Saiyan 2, that means you're always cocky. You don't care about anybody else's bullshit, whatever. You, you're high on yourself. Does that mean that Travis is always in Super Saiyan 2 mode? It's where I live. <laughs> I'm just saying, because it feels like <laughs> Travis is just in Super Saiyan 2 mode all the time. We just can't see it because there's no Super Saiyan spiky hair go- going on. Yeah, it's because I'm bald, so you can't really see it. Exactly. There you go. He's like what Napa would look like if he was black and went Super Saiyan 2. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I guess the question is Basically, answered, Travis is Super hair Saiyan doesn't... 2 black Napa. That, from there now it on, is. Fuck all of the AKAs. It's my co-host, <laughs> Super Saiyan 2 black Napa. <laughs> you just added one more AK to your intro. Congratulations. No, I'm getting rid of all of them. Now. This is the thing, man. Just that. Here's one. the thing you got to understand. I keep telling people this is where they all came from. I did not give myself any of those nicknames except Big T. Big T. Okay, cool. I'm with it. We I'm... we had a whole show where me and Travis dissected his nicknames, and <laughs> I discount at least three of them. But anyway, um, <laughs> Bronson, did you see Bronson Reed versus Shane Thorne? I'm going to assume no, Travis. No, I did not. Th- you, you didn't get any thick boy season? No. Nah. Uh, did you see the stuff backstage with Legato Del Fantasma and Brizongo? Negative. Did you see Damian Priest versus Oni Lorcan? Yes. And Ridge Holland in that triple threat. So... My boy, Dexter Loomis, has got an ankle injury. He is no longer in the ladder match, which saddens me. But Damian Priest, who just refuses to accept the fact that he is the saint and do the saint things, wins the match, defeats Ridge Holland, who makes, as Vince pointed out Wednesday, his NXT USA debut. Uh, I'm familiar with him from NXT UK, as well as Oni Lorcan. I love Oni, but I think we all knew Oni wasn't winning this match. Um he doesn't use the cross power bomb to win. He uses the crossroads and it's just, it's disappointing that he refuses to just accept that he is the saint and then just be the saint and get over and have everyone love or hate him. Like just be the saint, just do it. I mean, it's easier to hit the crossroads on just about anyone as opposed to that cross power bomb. He can't pick up like a Bronson Reed and do that. That is a lie. He absolutely can. I don't know, man. I feel like he needs to hit the weight room a little bit more. If you put Bronson Reed up on the top rope, then all you have to do is lay Bronson Too Reed. much setup, man. Too much setup. That leaves no. you enough time Razor to reverse did it. that. Razor, Razor did it. Anyways. All the time. Anyways, I'm not going in there. Yep. I didn't watch yep. Razor matches like that. Yep. I can't. Razor, Razor and I have all the time. 
that I invented Damian Priest and he is just being reluctant as to going about what he should be doing. Okay. I was doing Damian Priest better than Damian Priest when I was 10 years old. So like about to say, yeah, he's he's 20 years behind. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um did you see Keith Lee versus uh Cameron Grimes? Oh yeah, I saw that. Uh Keith Lee squashes Cameron Grimes basically. Uh just coming out angry, you know. Most important thing, Cross says, since Regal is MIA, it is now on Keith Lee to make this match happen. And until he does, everything that Karrion Cross does is on Keith Lee. Okay. Sure. And then we back out and we see that the PC's got bodies laying all over the place and people are fucked up. And now it's all Keith Lee's fault. When I first saw that, like I'm like, wait, is that the Undisputed Era? Why would Keith Lee care if he took them out? <laughs> And then I realized, oh, it's not them. Never mind. It's other white people. Did you see Legato Del Fantasma nope. make a statement in the ring? Nope. Did you see uh, Bronson Reed and Damian Priest out in the parking lot? No. Did you see Tegan Knox versus Indy Hartwell? Did I finish NXT? I don't Did think you see so. Imperium versus the Undisputed Era in the tag match? Yes. You and finished you finished NXT. NXT. Okay. Yeah, keep, it's, it's, it's hard with that because, you know, NXT is only an hour for me. So it's just, you know. Vince will tell you that this was a great tag team match, and I'm sure it was. All I saw what was going on on commentary, though, with Pat McAfee being a douchebag, running his mouth, insulting Adam Cole. Yo, the whole time, I'm like, oh, this is clearly going to go wrong. Like, <laughs> and he made this. Like, oh, they, you guys made up, but the whole time he's taking all these pot shots, the whole time he's like, Come on now. When 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 is this gonna break down? When right. Does this happen. And then and it does. Adam Cole gets sick of it. He comes over. Pat McAfee's like, hey, 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 I thought we were cool. I thought we straightened things out. I thought, you know, I'm just joking, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Adam Cole's like, no, it's too much. You need to stop. We're done. It's over. We're done. And Pat as he walks away, Pat makes another snide comment. Cole turns around, grabs the water bottle throws water in Pat's face. Now they're going to go at it. They get pulled apart. You got Shawn Michaels and Triple H and a bunch of officials out there holding him back. Pat McAfee goes to walk out of the arena and then turns around and says, you know what? Nothing's ever, nothing is ever going to change. You're always going to be an itty bitty little baby bitch. And then Adam Cole breaks free and crawls across the announce table and Pat McAfee, the NFL punter, Kicks Adam Cole in the face, which is what punters fucking do. And Adam Cole was restrained and was vulnerable. He couldn't he defend lays himself. Lays him out. I'm glad that over the last two days, your tune has changed on this with all the discussion we've had, Vince. Lays him out. Adam Cole is knocked out by a kick from an NFL punter. And fucking Twitter had a shit fit that a man who kicks things for a fucking living... <laughs> Kicked Adam Cole in the head and knocked him out. Might be good at kicking things. Who thunk it? Two things about this whole thing here. First of all, Vince, have you checked on RN? Is he okay? I have no idea, man. He's been a MIA for the last week or so. He's been, He's been, been on vacation. care of Adam Cole. That's what I'm saying. He, like I'm saying, is, you, know, you know, his man got hurt. Is he okay? Was he there? To let him lay his head on his titty. Like, was he okay 
like stroke, you know what? Stroke I mean, I, what what goes it's, down it's, on our end's personal moment, time? You know? It go it's it's on him. I don't go ahead and divulge into all his like outside the podcast stuff. I would imagine Jelly Bean is Adam Cole's nickname for RN when they're alone. I think that might be his pet name that he gives Adam Cole, Mean Jelly Bean. Mean Jelly Bean. My my Mean Jelly Bean. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. So that's the first thing. Second thing, I have a problem with the Triple H element of this. Okay. Because to me, the character they've established Triple H to be. If he was out there and someone kicked one of his guys like that, Triple H would not just push him. I have a counter for that, but go ahead. And I know your counter will be, this is the corporate Triple H. is not the same guy and all that kind of stuff. However, mm-hmm. you saw the kind of mode that he was in and how upset he was. And he, he went as far as to push him. He's not that guy anymore. He's ready to fight. Pat McAfee is not a WWE signed talent. He is still a former NFL punter. He is still a podcaster, so on and so forth. How often have we seen Triple H in situations where guys who are not contracted wrestlers have got physical with wrestlers and Triple H has not got physical back, including when he got punched in the face by Arnold Schwarzenegger? That's the way I look at it is Pat McAfee is not under contract to WWE. That is why Triple H did not do anything more than shove him out and say, get out of here. If he was a contracted wrestler who came in from wherever and kicked Adam Cole, different story. And yes, also corporate Triple H. But there is that consideration that this man could sue this company because he is not hired by this company for physical activity. Yeah, but they can counter sue him because he attacked one of their guys first. I just feel like Triple H would have fought that nigga. Like, it's just, like, it just seems like that's what would have happened in that situation. In the heat of the moment, if he was if he was heated enough to push him, he'd have been heated enough to throw some hands. That just lets you know, Travis, that he doesn't really fuck with Adam Cole that hard. That's what that means. He doesn't really fuck with Adam Cole like that. You might be right. Maybe. If he had kicked, seeing if he had kicked Keith Lee, he'd have fought him. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. You yeah, he would have came in there with a chainsaw, just like the, <laughs> the, the retribution. He was like, he's trying to get retribution for Keith Lee. He would have came in with a chainsaw. Nah, he, well, he would have found his signature sledgehammer underneath the, the announce table for some reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's what I hate the most about this, Travis. From day one, I have hated Pat McAfee. Like, as a person, just as I told Vince on Wednesday. I don't Pat know that McAfee, from a can of paint, so go ahead. He's, he's been involved with NXT. You were not watching NXT. That's why you don't know. But he was there. When uh, NXT invaded SmackDown, he was on commentary doing commentary from the NXT invasion aspect. But anyway, from the second that Pat McAfee showed up on pre-shows for NXT, started doing stuff, I told Vince, when I watch stuff, I look for people I'd want to hang out with. Pat McAfee is not someone I could see myself hanging out with. Like, he is a douchebag. He's someone I'd want to punch in the face if I was out and around this guy. Everything about him from the moment I saw him, not a Pat McAfee fan. But Twitter, being Twitter, made me defend someone I don't even fucking like because I thought the fucking segment was so good and they were shitting on it that I spent two days defending someone I fucking hate because he's a fucking punter and he kicks someone in the head. And they were upset about that. I think we got into it with uh, Wednesday Night Wallop on Twitter, and we kept going back and forth. And a quick shout-out to them. You know, they were uh, good sports about the debate. They weren't being rude or anything. Actually, 
guested on their podcast earlier in, in the afternoon. So I'll be on their quiz show and I may or may not be their new champion. Oh, spoilers. Possibly. Well, may, I may or may not be their new champion. We'll have to wait till that episode drops. Well, see, here's the thing. Now, if you're not, I'm going to call you trash forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you're going to have to watch the episode. All right, no guys. promises. NXT spitter swallow. The fact that I'm you're on it makes me want to not watch it. Well, that's okay. I'm swallowing okay. NXT all day. Yeah, I'll swallow. Yeah, also, I, for the most part, I swallow NXT. I only sometimes gargle undecidedly, but it's, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I love it. It's one of those others where I'm just like, okay. I mean, like, the thing is, at the end, I didn't really, like, like I said, I don't really know Pat McAfee like that, so I don't have the same connection as you all do. Mm-hmm. But I still was like, okay, I can kind of see where they're going with this. So I, I guess, yeah. I'll, you, I'll, you know what NXT ahead, is sometimes? NXT sometimes is like a McDouble. It's not like a five-star burger, but it fills you up, and it gets the job done for, like, what it costs. Well, yeah, because it's McDonald's, so you know what you're going to get. That's Exactly. It's NXT. You know where you're going to get. They've actually kind of been building this, Travis, kind of behind the scenes. Well, not behind the scenes, but, like, off-main TV since, like, 2018, I think, where Pat McAfee has been hosting these watch-alongs on the WWE Network or on YouTube um, during pay-per-views, and the Undisputed Era comes in. And them and Pat McAfee just go back and forth talking shit and the Undisputed Era just trash Pat McAfee. So this has kind of been like a a really, really slow burn for mm. almost two years to get okay. to the point to where Adam Cole flipped out on the show and then Pat McAfee came on and is talking shit. Um, okay. Best show of the week, Travis. Hmm. See the Raw NXT, and the thing is, Raw gave me that underground shit that I really didn't care about. NXT gave me this Pat McAfee thing and Adam Cole. I mean, I it can be interesting, but I really still don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, One show had Montez Ford get poisoned. The other show had Keith Lee get a win. Why? Hold on. All right, well, <laughs> Travis is looking for a coin to flip. Vince... Best show uh, I, I'm gonna say NXT. Uh, I, oh, I wait, I know what I can do. Ha, huh. there we go. Where is it at? Yeah, my, my pick is NXT. I'm gonna I go think. NXT as well because something on NXT made me defend someone I don't even fucking like. And if you can get me that invested to where I am, are like back in the day, I would have never argued against Dean Malenko or for Dean Malenko in any way, shape, or form, right. I feel similar feelings towards the douchebag level of Pat McAfee that I did towards Dean Malenko back in the day. <laughs> and yet here I am arguing for the fact that this guy's a legitimate kicker because mm-hmm. they, they really hooked me with the segment. So I'm going to go NXT. Travis? I'm going to roll a D4 here. If it's a one or a two, I'm going with Raw. If it's a three or a four, I'm going with NXT. That's Dungeons and Dragons dice for you guys that are unfamiliar. Well, well. Roll of three. I guess it's NXT. NXT is the best show of the week. Vince, please let everyone know where they can find you. Uh, yeah. So if you guys don't know, I am on the SmackRaw podcast. You can find us using our link tree slash SmackRaw podcast. <laughs> Mother. Oh, I was waiting the whole show for that. Oh, I waited for the whole show. That's the only show. reason Travis is still awake right now. Was oh I know. God. I know. I should have known it was coming, too. Oh, and I walked right into it every <laughs> single fucking time. Oh, man. That first one, though, you probably wouldn't have seen that one. But th- th- yeah, yeah. 
This one was just rude. I'm sorry. I'm it's not. Okay. But still, it's okay. That's how I know I've earned your friendship because you're fucking with me now. That's how I know. Uh, but yeah, like I was saying, you can find us on YouTube. Uh, like, comment, subscribe to all our stuff. YouTube.com forward slash SmackRob Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, SmackRob Pod. Follow me on Twitter at SESVince. Don't be like Travis and wait three months to follow me back. Uh, also, we have a Patreon. Please go ahead and uh, check out our Patreon slash SmackRob Podcast. Go ahead and any donation is very, very much appreciated. And also, you know, Bells by Dan, you know, check them out. Oh, no, you don't get to plug your shit on our show because we don't get anything for that. Get, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I'll buy you like a taco for, for every person that slides over don't there. Don't buy a Smackin' It Raw t shirt, which you guys can get at our um, Teespring store. Uh, the link. He don't, is, he, don't, he don't even know where it's at. He don't even know link where it's tree at. Creation World. <laughs> Gets you to our Patreon. Gets uh-huh. you to our Teespring for now. Travis, is there any uh, word on? Nah, yeah. Give me a couple months, man. A lot of things are moving around right now. I'm trying to get it all set, but yeah. Give me, I need some time. But right Do now, we have any new Patreon subscribers that we need to shout out? You're out here making Travis do work. Let me. Like it's supposed to be a night off for me, man. Like, well, this, like it's also know. Travis's whole thing where he said we're gonna do a one dollar holler. Well, actually, he said we're gonna do a one dollar shout out. I called it a one dollar holler. Everyone liked that, and then he got mad. Uh, but he's the one that came up with the idea for the one dollar shout out, and he's the only one that has access to any of our analytics. So he has to do this. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I just don't feel like it. Hold on. <laughs> You know, it's so great having a second screen now. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I think one new Patreon should be the SmackRaw podcast or Kyle. It's either <laughs> Kyle or the SmackRaw podcast. I know that for a fact. That's why I asked. That's you. why he did it. I knew that too. But, you know. Give me my shout out, Travis. Got this dick. <laughs> Anyway, while Travis is looking that up, you guys can find him on Twitter and Instagram at SirCussLot. That is at S-I-R underscore C-U-S-S-A-L-O-T-T. You can find me on Twitter only at Matt Ritter. There's at M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R. Please go follow my secondary account at Smackin' It Raw. That is Smackin' It without the G. I-T-R-A-W Smackin' It Raw is the backup account in case I ever get banned. Figured I'd need one. Um, You guys can find all of the audio at Linktree slash Smackin' It Raw video. Again, Linktree slash Creation World. Also, please go check out and follow at The Creation World on Twitter and Instagram. You guys can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash creation world, facebook.com slash groups slash smacking it raw. And if you guys enjoy Super Flashy Arrow of Tomorrow, that podcast, there's a Facebook group for that. And it is facebook.com slash groups slash super flashy arrow of tomorrow. So, yeah, let me go ahead and give the head nod to. Kyle from the Smack Brawl podcast. Also to Mark Robles. And also to Michael Willis, who is currently our number one lifetime subscriber. You know, number one contributor. Appreciate you. And I'm working on Travis to get our videos for Return to Wrestling and everything else moved down to that $1 tier because I'd rather have 100 people sign up for $1 than no people sign up for $5 because I am awesome and make fun of Hulk Hogan. And for some reason, none of you people thought it was worth $5. So fuck all of you. Maybe a $3 tier. Find the happy medium. We'll talk.
Like I said, there's a whole lot of there's a whole lot of things that are about to get moved around right now. Matt just talks too much. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Anything else, Travis? Nope. Can I go to bed? You can go to bed. For Sir Cussalot, Travis Pointer, aka Super Saiyan 2 Black Napa. And for Vince from the Smack Raw podcast, I am the Warden Matt Ritter. We are Smacking Raw, and we are the number one podcast on porn or wrestling podcast on Pornhub. Peace. Hasta luego.